right, it's 5.30. Uh, let's do a call to order. Stork present. Thoman here. Lewis here. Willow Reynolds here. Seligren here. Beck here. Frank Wagner. Uh, Villanueva here. All right, uh, public discussion of anything that is not on the agenda. Great, we will move on to item D, certi Certificate of Appropriateness for 610 North Johnson Street. Uh, the applicants for 610 North Johnson Street have requested to defer to the December meeting. Um, the owner is out of town. Um, and since the agenda is published, the commission would need to move to defer it and vote to do that. All right, do we have a motion? Wagner moves to defer the project at 610 North Johnson Street till the December meeting. Back seconds. All in favor? Aye. 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 All right. Uh, moving on to number two, 331 South Summit Street. Okay, the house at 331 South Summit Street is in the Summit Street Historic District. It is a key property. It is currently covered with an aluminum siding and um, the owner does have an interest in someday uncovering it, but not now. Currently, the project involves um, two areas of the house, both the front and the rear porch. On the rear porch, which used to be an open porch in a um, fairly early addition to the house, it's been partially enclosed. These are storm windows and a storm door. And they have built a deck that uh, we approved, you'll see in the staff approval section, um, on the back of the house. And they want to switch the door and window from facing south to facing west and then switch the windows to the south side. And so that way the door will just enter directly onto the deck. Um, the door will have a transom window above. Um, we do believe that m most of what we have here will actually translate fairly well to switching to the other side. There might be some trim adjustments. And then of course this uh, stair and railing would be um, demolished because they'll just enter onto the deck which has its own set of stairs. So that is a uh, part of the project. Here are some sketches that were sent, um, the glass from the other side, uh, ignore that line. Um, the door will go on this side with the window on this side. On the front porch, um, we will be, this was enclosed sometime more, more than 50 years ago. Again, partially enclosed, it just has screens, and we're gonna open it back up again. Uh, that's the goal of the project. We know um, how many columns and roughly their size because we have a porch pier here, uh, one here, uh, one here. There's of course one on this corner, and then around the corner there's another one. Um, they have a, a staff approval. They remove some of the aluminum siding on the inside. We're hoping to see some more evidence of maybe column footprints or other things. We might see something on the wall of the house, but they didn't really want to remove that piece of aluminum yet. So. Um, Here's another image of the pier. So this one is the one around the corner. Standard brick piers, and the owner's very 
engaged in this, and so he went on his assignment to find a similarly detailed house. Um, it has, um, as you see here, there's dentals, there's a very decorative barge board, this is a pedimented front porch, there's some decorative um, dormers, um, lots of little divided light windows and similar things. And so he did find the house at 609 uh, South Summit that had some similar details. Uh, we expect that the gable ends on his house also have some shingled siding and stuff. And um, so we're looking at that as the model for the front porch. Uh, we do think his house is a free classic Queen Anne anyway, which is what this would be considered, or, or this is a stick style because of the um, extra trim. But the, it'll have classical columns and some kind of a spindled balustrade is where we're going with that. And we will know where all of the columns go. Here is a diagram showing basically directly right over the existing brick piers, which the house at 609 South Summit also has uh, brick piers. So the project uh, would likely remove a little bit of deteriorated porch floor. We don't know what it looks like under the wall that has been built, so it could be very deteriorated. It has a nice miter right now because it's a slightly wraparound porch. Um, all of that will be replaced with uh, vertical grain Douglas fir and it'll be mitered and installed in the same way. Um, the porch columns would be either wood or fiberglass. Um, we're looking at an eight inch column which would work well with the brick pier because the brick piers are 12 inches. Uh, gives you a little two, x, two inches on each side. And um, then the spindled balustrade will just have to follow the guidelines, which um, has some guidelines both for the diameter of the spindles themselves, but also the spacing so that it doesn't look too, um, too thin. Mm -hmm. I did put in here um, the guidelines. Uh, we can go through them if you'd like, just because I have been doing that. Uh, constructing or replacing missing ones by using uh, historic photographs or choosing a style that's consistent with the architectural style of the building, which we believe that we have located. Uh, here's the information about the size of the spindles. Um, the railing will have top and foot rails at least two inches in thickness. This is about how solid they need to be. Um, the rails will also be sloped for water to drain off. And then this is the part of the porch guidelines that talks about, you know, if you're going to be um, replacing de badly deteriorated elements, what you would do when they are missing, we would basically do the same thing. So you're going to match either what is historic and on the building, if there is something, or find a building or a historic photograph that you would match. And so that is why we looked again for 609 South Summit. Um, here's about the porch flooring. Um, uh, this has some skirting, so that will remain. And so um, this is the guidelines about um, the windows for the back part of the porch. Basically, it should not detract from the overall fenestration pattern, and that's why we're just flipping what's already there. So the recommended motion on this project is uh, to approve it with the following conditions. The columns are approved by staff and the new balustrade follows the guidelines for the spacing and sizing. All right, do we have a motion? Reynolds, 
makes a motion, uh, recommends approval of a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 331 South Summit Street as presented in the staff report <clears throat> with the following conditions that new columns are approved by the staff and that new balustrades follow the guidelines. Can right. wave a second? Do we have any clarifying questions? <clears throat> So technically, we should do that before we have a motion, but oh, fair. proceed, right. you're okay. fine. Any clarifying questions from the commission? All right. Might want to see if anybody else wants to speak about it, just in case. In, in public, uh, is there anybody in the audience who would like to speak about this? All right. Um, so do we need to reread the motion at this point? No, you're good. All right, uh, just go to a vote. Yeah, unless anybody wants to comment. All right, any further comments? All right, let's do a vote. All in favor? Aye. 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 Great. Okay, moving on to number three, 1031 East College Street. Okay, 1031 East College Street is in the East College Street Historic District located here. Um, this is the house. It is a uh, four square and it does have an addition from 1985 on the back. Uh, there are three areas of work for this project. The first area is on the rear of the, of the uh, 85 edition. They've already gotten approval to build the deck on the back of the house. And I'll show you there are windows there that they're going to replace with a French door. On the side of that addition, there is a door and a um, stoop and steps that they will remove because they will have the new uh, rear door. They did say in an email that um, they could replace it with a window like other windows on that addition, and that is something that staff would recommend anyway to replace it with a window. And then the third area is this area here where they uh, did a small kitchen bump out. Um, a little bit of extra information here. Um, the kitchen bump out was work that was completed uh, prior to application and review. And so uh, I want to go through a little bit of a timeline as well. Uh, the house was purchased by the current owners on uh, May 13th of 2021. Uh, they did apply for a building permit on April 13th of 2022, so about 11 months later. And I'll show you how that uh, building permit was marked up, pointing out that they needed to acquire historic review for any exterior modifications. I met with the owner on May 5th of 2022, so about three weeks after they had submitted the application. And we went over all of the area of work that have been applied for. And we also went over the approval process. And we also did point out this area and how it will be difficult to add actual space to the house where this addition was. Um, they called me to meet on site uh, then this July of um, 2023. And this was at the point in time when the contractor told me he would uh, rather ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> they then applied for historic review on August 30th of this year. 
and then we needed some more stuff and they ended up reapplying to additional applications on October 9th and 10th. So now we'll go through the work. So um, we have the rear of the house. The tree no longer exists. It came down, I think, after the derecho or one of those other storms. And so the deck is going to sit right here behind the house. And so this pair of fixed window, windows and, and lower awning windows will be replaced with a French door. Staff recommends that it's either just a pair of full light doors or maybe four, but no more divided light pattern than that, just because the house itself does not have a divided light pattern in its windows. The second area here is the removal of the step and stoop, and then here is where the kitchen area happens. Here's a rear view showing um, just what the area looks like before the deck, but this is um, submitted for the deck approval, which has already happened. So these two um, windows will be replaced with a door, so the sill will come down and everything. So part two is removing this door, door and stoop. As you can see, there's a small awning type window here, and there's also two awning type windows on the opposite side of the house as well. And so yes, to avoid an open space of wall without a window, um, this is a bedroom, replacing that door with a similarly, um, a similar type of awning window would be what we would recommend. Here's uh, close-up views of that door and the stoop. You can see a little bit of the kitchen addition in the background here. Okay, and so this is the area of the kitchen addition. As you can see at this point in time, basically there was a notch out of the 1985 edition. And in the back wall of the historic portion of the house, they had a sliding door, and then they had a deck in that uh, notched area that went out to the extent of the, um, the house. And all of this was done before the district was created. So this deck did not have to go through any approval. And of course, the addition from 1985 didn't have any approval either. Um, this is the drawing that was um, submitted for the building permit, and then these are Terry Gertz notes. And the final note you'll see here is, any alterations to exterior of home requires historical approval. Um, this shows a dashed line, and um, Terry, he frankly, he did not know that they were adding space to the house. He did not know there was an addition here. He thought it was a reorganization of the interior space because this was the only drawing submitted. Can you remind me who is Terry? He is the building inspector. Okay, got it, thank mm -hmm. you. Um, and so he had some other notes here like safety glazing, smoke detectors, CO detectors, exhaust hood for the range, bathroom exhaust, stuff like that. Um, so generally, before the work, this is kind of what it looked like. So there was the notch out, and so all of this area has a, a deck in it. There's a sliding door. This indicates kind of the roof overhang. Um, you know, I did this really sketchy and sloppy, so it's, it's more like this all the way around, and then where the deck is. They also were uh, reconstructing the front steps because they were deteriorated, and they got approval for that as well. So uh, we'll go through the guidelines, but there are a couple guidelines that this edition does not follow. 
And so if this project were to come to staff for approval in advance and getting ready to come to the commission, we would have recommended that they claim basically complete the 1985 edition by claiming this extra space. That way they could keep all of the overhangs and retain the, the building form and everything. So just to be clear, this is what we would have um, uh, worked with them to get to. So I don't have photos of what they did. So I've made a SketchUp mock-up of it. But basically what we did is we continued the wall of the house over to the extent of that notch and then um, close that off so that we have a bump out that's basically an extension of the house wall here. That is extended further than the roof overhang on the addition. And so in order to cover that portion, they continued the roof slope down and um, ended it flush with the wall. This is basically what the staff recommendation would have been, just to fill off that space, keep the roof overhang as well, um, just generally there. So we have several guidelines. Uh, the section 4.7 mass and roof line recommends uh, preserving the original roof pitches and spans and preserving the original walls and vertical corners that define the massing of a historic building. So by extending that, wall further south, that guideline specifically is not being followed. Um, there are other guidelines within the expansion of the building footprint. Um, you know, distinguishing between the historic structure and the new addition, in this case, we would be filling in part of a 1985 addition, so that would not have been a concern. We already have a distinction between the historic building and the 85 edition, and, and we don't, um, I'd say, care about the 85 edition to distinguish a newer edition from that. Um, matching key horizontal lines on the existing buildings, such as water table, eave height, window height, band boards, et cetera. Um, a, another one that is related to this is also the horizontal line of the roof edge, because now that we've extended further, we have a lower roof line as well along that new addition. So that um, key horizontal lines is not really followed as well since we've created a bump out. Um, it did use a palette of materials. It's similar to the historic structure. It is on the rear, um, consistent with the massing and roof line of the historic building. Um, staff would assume that that is not a guideline that's really met either. Um, uh, and then constructing the roof overhang and soffits and eaves so that they match the roof overhang. We have, we don't have a roof overhang on that, that side of the addition. So currently, um, the recommended motion is to approve the project as presented in the staff report with the following conditions. Window and door product information is approved by staff. Um, things like the uh, French door would be wood or fiberglass and then the divided light or simulated divided light pattern. Um, the um, new awning window would be uh, either wood or metal clad wood, 
things like that. Uh, the side door is replaced with a window as described in the staff report. And then um, this was written as the rear addition is re revised as described in the staff report, but actually staff would recommend that that part of the motion is revised to read that the rear addition is revised to follow the guidelines. All right, uh, do we have a clarifying, oh, uh, public comment? Either one. Uh, are there members of the public who would like to speak? You can. Yeah, Please, you can. And, and sign in when you do it. But yes, it, I think there's a pen. Thank you. And I guess if you do have questions of me first, maybe you should ask them before he speaks, but it, you know, if it's related. One of these days, I will get it figured out. <laughs> it's all right, totally. I do have a question. The first two bullet points are for things that have yet to happen. The first bullet, the third bullet point is a like to correct the thing that has already been done. Correct. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that, <clears throat> excuse me. And that correction is that bump out with no eave overhang mm -hmm. needs to be brought in and have a normal roof <clears throat> that matches the addition of 1985. That, I guess, would be one interpretation of the guidelines. And I think that's why the staff recommended motion is just that it follows the guidelines. Typically, in a situation like this, staff likes to come up with a solution that kind of helps. But I don't know of a solution right now. And so by saying it needs to follow the guidelines, that does put it on the applicant to come up with a way to follow the guidelines. Jessica, you go back to that, the uh, plan that was submitted to Terry Gert for, so that was, that was the only thing that he had to go off of. Yeah, I believe so. Usually they require elevations as well, I would think, but. I don't know, it may be if they thought it was all interior. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Good evening. My name is Kevin Hostetler, and we Hostetler Building and Development, and we were the contractor doing the work here. And we got to know these, um, the buyers, a couple years ago, kind of when they were buying it in the process. Mm -hmm. And I know they met and checked into them and their realtor, checked into all the historical guidelines and everything. We had walked through the house with them, just want to make sure they understood the historical um, guidelines and regulations clearly before they went forward and purchased the house. So at any rate, so we got involved later. And so we were um, told a few things, which I get Terry Gertz's comment there, but the owners also gave us their opinion of the guidelines that they could do. The front, anything on the front had to be approved. The sides weren't unless they were totally visible from the street. And they were like, well, that's way back here. So we had a misunderstanding there. I believe we also submitted a, a drawing of the original footprint showing the notch out 
with that, and I'm not sure if it just didn't get recorded. Yeah, or, I, I, the one, I, I had like this one, but yeah, I don't know that I had a before. So at any rate, we've been building for 40 years. We have a long-term relationship with the city of Iowa City, and I apologize for any misguiding or doing something um, we always try to build the best product we can for our clients for the money. And these were exuberant first-time home buyers and in a historical neighborhood where they always wanted to be, they were ready to set the world on fire. So at any rate, it involved gutting most of the house while they're living there, just a lot of stuff going on inside and out and so I'm sorry we didn't get elevations approved so at this time yes I would like to meet with Jessica on site I'm sure we can sketch out some elevations and overhangs which would be appropriate for the house and the district so um, you can see from the original decks and landings there and railings, they were dilapidated, needed to be updated very badly. It was a little bit there. Just yeah. the railings weren't safe. And anyways, it was just not the best. So to update this house is very good. They did some things on their own, reshingled and then found out later that they should have gotten the color and style of the shingles approved. And so learning curve for them as first time homeowners and in a historic district. So at any rate, we're here to work with you, whatever we need to do to make this appropriate for the neighborhood. So sorry if we misstepped in a couple walls there. Um, Stephanie, my assistant, Stephanie Bennett, has a number of sketches here of things, um, what we plan to do, um, just to, especially the area below, the little area to make it look like foundation. Mm -hmm. um, we can use some hardy plank cement board, which is made for weather and doesn't rot and then we can stucco a plaster over it. So the existing foundation is like plastered over with a very heavy grainy textured like stucco. Um, it's just an old block foundation. So, but we can achieve that similar look below um, to cover the six by six support post up and hide that in behind. So, Stephanie, do you want to add other comments? I was just going to ask the committee, do you want me to go through this picture, um, the, all the pictures? It might be helpful. Okay. Thank you. And my purpose, I guess? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you could actually, if you could sign in and yeah. state your name in full. And, thank you. Um, my name is Stephanie Bennett, and um, do you want me to say where I live? No. It's on here, but... Not necessary. Thank you. 
Um, and I uh, work for Hostetler Building and Development. I'm Kevin's assistant, right-hand person, however you want to explain it. Um, so the very first picture, thank you for your time tonight. We just want to get all this settled. And like he said, we're, we apologize for not doing the proper steps. Um, but we definitely want to um, continue the integrity of the house and the neighborhood. So um, it's just so I don't necessarily have the best skills when it comes to like, I mean, I was impressed with Jessica's skills <laughs> on the, you know, some of that stuff. So I did a little cut and paste. And so hopefully this will all make sense. Mm -hmm. um, so the first picture in the packet is how the addition looks now from one angle. And then the next picture is how the addition looks, um, the bump out, as Jessica called it, um, from another angle. Um, sorry, they had a little grill there and I didn't really want to move that. So um, then um, the third picture is that, so that side of the, um, the, the uh, bump out. And I kind of did a little cut and paste to show that what we would do is continue that along, um, that stucco look. Um, along like how Kevin explained it. Um, so kind of make it look contiguous. I think I'm using the right word. Um, sorry, I'm very nervous. I don't, no, that's I okay. I've done a lot of public speaking in a really long time. Um, You're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. And then the fourth page is another awful cut and paste of how we would continue it around to that other side. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of hoping um, that maybe by doing that, that would help the look as well to make it look like it's just kind of continuing that look and that kind of thing. So, um, and then the rest of the pictures are for the other portions. Do you want me to kind of go through that or do you want me to wait? Um, do you, would you rather? It's, it's up to the commission. I mean, if they want to approve them, okay. they totally can, or they can throw it on me either way. It, sure. it doesn't sure. matter. I mean, my sense is that other the, the later parts seem much more straightforward than this yeah. initial part. Mm -hmm. So Agreed. probably this is good. What was that? I'm sorry. Uh, everything else seems much more straightforward than this first part. So I think just explaining okay. the part you've covered already is perfect. Sure. Actually. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And like Kevin said, you know, when it comes to, I, I think you're being exceptionally fair to us about what you'd like for us to do. So I think moving forward with that, we can definitely work together with how we need to extend that roof line or what have you to meet the guidelines. So, and we can always provide more sketches and pictures and things like that um, to the committee. If, if I'm correct, so like I'm just looking at like page, let's see. I mean, you can see it on the first picture. Yes. And the second picture and the third picture. Yes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> to extend that roof line then would jet out from the side of the house, like when you're looking at the house. Mm -hmm. And admittedly, that is one of the reasons why when we do a one-story addition on a two-story house, we do set it in from the yeah. side walls so that it, that doesn't happen. And, I mean, struct structurally, there's no, aren't you going to get like a lot of rot going down that side wall because there's no overhang? I guess I'm confused. Like when you had mentioned somebody said, I'm just going to build it and ask for forgiveness, mm -hmm. what was who was it? Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay, I was confused about that. Okay. As it currently is shown, we just kind of stopped. Mm -hmm. So it needs a gutter along there. There's a downspout right there. It just needs a gutter to put you put along there and tie in. But if we're going to be extending the roof and redoing it, then so we just we want to wait and do it just at one time. 
I, I don't think that extension of the roof would be in the guidelines at this point, would it? So, I mean, the guidelines would have you match the roof line mm -hmm. on the house. So you'd match the soffit. Yeah, I mean, at this point, since they've come up with a solution, uh -huh. I think that it is um, probably good for the commission to evaluate their solution. Okay, so the so the roof line would be extended, but then it would extend approximately the same as the uh, as the soffit that's on the eighty five edition. Is that accurate? I would want to measure that and see, and mm -hmm. probably double check the upper ones. Um, we have room for height. It's not a headroom issue. Mm -hmm. So I think we can do some things to make it look appropriate. Um, there's a window. If you look on page two, you can kind of see a window beyond. Because mm -hmm. um, I really would like to take that roof over and then like do a hip return. Mm -hmm. And a hip mm -hmm. return over here and try to tie everything together more what it needs to do to look appropriate. Mm -hmm. If the roof extends beyond the edge of the house, would that be, would that fall under the guidelines in any way? This is exactly why I, I did not prescribe a specific solution. Mm -hmm. Because I, I mean, it's for us to kind of figure yeah. out yeah. you're trying to remedy it mm -hmm. and we need to say yeah i think this is probably your best option to do it this point. you know the staff interpretation of the guidelines is that you retain the corner and then the eve line matches you're going to all have the same you know soffit and you're going to have the same um roof edge but with this bump out as it is you cannot meet several of those guidelines. Mm -hmm. And so right. the commission either, again, needs to th have the applicant follow the guidelines, evaluate whether or not what they're proposing right now follows the guidelines. And if you don't think it does, you should tell them mm -hmm. since they have proposed this. Mm -hmm. uh, if you do think it does follow the guidelines, then, I mean, you could basically approve that. What we are all seemingly saying is this already seemingly egregiously doesn't follow those guidelines. So any correction to revise it to make it fit the Probably guidelines don't fit the guidelines, right? So like the, the way to fit the guidelines is to, how to word this, bump it back in. I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. how you say that, but like that seems to like that's the way that you would meet those guidelines, right? That's. Can I ask, does that bump out, if you were to extend that roof line so that there was an eave, would it m match then the original part of the house, the eave overhang? So at least when you looked at it and you saw the original part of the house and the eave overhang, and you saw that little bump out, it would probably match along the line of the of original the, part of the, of the, right. of the of top. The, of the top, of the, yeah. Of the, Does that yeah, make sense top. in the original yes. part of the house? Mm -hmm. It would match. It wouldn't stick out any further than that. Uh, so the, the house up above has at least a two-foot overhang. That and would be drastic. The, that would be a lot. The That's 85 edition has about an 18-inch overhang. I'm okay. estimating totally. Um, my concern is, is that if you put this eave overhang 
and you have that window next to it, you're going to be mm. covering a portion of the window or blocking it or mm -hmm. something because of, I mean, the crown of the window is higher than that adjacent roof. Yeah. Well, this whole situation is obviously a mess and there's no point in pointing fingers. So, you know, clearly something has already happened to the house. Um, I really appreciate the contractor's willingness to work on trying to meet some of our historical guidelines, which again, are guidelines. I see plenty of room to kind of match some of the roof lines and it's gonna look fine, but it's just ridiculous that this happened. And I have a lot of questions, honestly, but there's no point in asking those here tonight. So again, I appreciate the willingness to work and try to make it look as much as we can like it should, but homeowners sound like they just went crazy on their new house and you know, here we are. Jessica, I'm curious. So I know you had said uh, for point three in uh, the proposed um, recommendation that you would like to have that revised to, um, so it would be revised to follow the guidelines. Does that leave room for you then to have further discussions uh, with the contractor, homeowner to dis decide? So I think since they have come with a proposal. We need to look at you that. You need to evaluate okay. that. And yeah, because basically then otherwise it would be me evaluating that. And I think I already have. You did, mm -hmm. yes. Okay, I, thanks. I'm not eager to say this because I think I know what this means. I see the guidelines. I don't see how this bump out can occupy the space it does and fit those guidelines. I would love to hear more ideas. I just don't know how you're gonna make that roof look. I, nothing, nothing lines up. I don't know, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, I, this is not, I know, and I'm and like I don't want to like foreclose other possibilities, but I'm afraid that adding a foundation there doesn't change the fact that where that space is, like that block of space, can't be there. Like it doesn't. Like the roof line is messed up, and it's not inset in like it should be. And I I say this because of the guidelines we've just gone through. Unfortunately, I mean that's my interpretation of what you've just described. Um, so I guess I should check now if. I have an interpretation that's shared by anybody else on the commission. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any any possible way to meet guidelines with what currently exists, no matter what how it's revised as it stands. I almost feel that we have a responsibility, though, to make a, <clears throat> a recommendation so this can be remedied the best that it can. Yeah, yeah. And, and we move forward. I mean, because a, I, I do wonder, like, I'm looking at picture page one, and I don't know, maybe this is just a bad picture, but the top board, I mean, you don't have, it's already I just split. can see, like, water going straight down that thing, and it's going to damage you. You don't well, have an eave overhang, and it looks like that top board already is split. A gutter. It, and you know what I mean? So I almost think that something has to be done with the roof line. Otherwise, the damage done 
So as, that is just going to be continual. As we said, ma'am, we stopped. Yeah. Okay. We just okay. So we didn't go any further. Okay. further. Okay. We so wanted to make sure Before whatever we, we do further, it needs to be right. Yeah. Okay. So I guess okay. I would say I've been doing this for 40 years, and there's many innovative ways to make things look appropriate yeah. and fit. Uh, um, but I, don't I, I guess I would like to, just as Jessica was doing, showing pictures from other houses around the neighborhood. So I truly believe we, I could drive the neighborhood and find a similar circumstance with an appropriate, the way it looks, and, and come back to Jessica. So I guess that's the way I see this going. So, so to uh, put it off, uh, to to um, put it back on a future agenda. Um, yeah. So, I also wanted to say while everyone was talking is, if there is a guideline that the commission would like to make an exception for, you need to identify that guideline and state why you would give an exception as well. Mm. So there's that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that. It needs to be generally approved in some way, mm -hmm. and unless for some reason the commission just wanted to deny this and say go back and redesign it and come up with something. I don't know that, but otherwise, if you approve it with some type of guidance like I had here, and then as I stated before, I knew they had an option, provide some guidance based on what they have submitted, then yeah, they could bring something back to me, and if me as staff can interpret what you guys have given as guidance and what they do and think that they mesh, then I could potentially approve that without it coming back to you. If I can't, either you don't provide enough guidance or I don't think they meet that guidance or it's just unclear, it would come back to you. So whether or not it comes back to you, I think it's just 50-50 depending on. I mean, I agree that the, I think adding the stucco on the bottom makes it more cohesive. I, I would, anything would be under there though? Like is it like. It just closes off the area. Just kind of closes it off, kind of boxes off that area Correct. under mm -hmm. there. Okay. Yep. I mean, I think the stucco thing needs to be done. I. Um, and I do agree that there probably should be some roof line that comes out for the integrity of the, you know, the, the condition of the structure. Um, so I do think some roof line does need to come out. Like you said, the, if the original roof line, the eave is two feet, that's probably big for this. But I think at this point, you come up with something that, A, protects the house, functions, has its functionality as an eave, yet um, makes it look not so protrudy out kind of thing, if that makes sense. Um, and Jessica, you were talking about a window. Are you talking about the window on the existing house? On the top oh, yeah, the yeah. The, the window that's right this here. This one here. Yeah. It's just that's so that's actually of... above the where the roof line is. Where the roof be. line is going to be, yeah. I mean, but I think at this point we have to... I, I mean, I always have to. I always have to raise the issue of precedent, which is that when it, the guidelines in a historic district are 
disregarded before a building project is begun. Um, it sets precedent for this to happen over and over and over again. And as a commission, it's our responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen. So that is an unfortunate reality. It is just kind of an organic part of what happens when, uh, when we allow the guidelines to be violated in a historic district. It, it kind of creates havoc. Jessica, can I ask you how, like, in general, how often that happens? Like, guidelines were not really adhered to, and, and then we're in this situation. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, the, it's the overall issue is the work without a permit, and um, we've had quite a bit out of that this year. Okay. I don't know why. More than normal this, this year. I think, like you had said, we're, we're appreciative you're here and you're trying to remedy this because some people wouldn't have been. So I, I think that, you know, I, I am, I'm happy to see that. I, I, like you said, I wish we weren't in this situation to begin with, yeah, um, but I do think we probably should come up with something rather than kicking the can down the road is my opinion. Um, well, Even with alterations, though, will this fit our historic guidelines? I don't think it ever will. No. no. Unless you tear off the addition right. and push it back, it, it will ha never. Following yeah. Jessica's the yeah. staff's original recommendation, which would line up with the 1985 edition and, I think and maintain the roof line. And that's like number three, where the rear addition is revised as described in the staff report, and mm -hmm. that's what we're kind of trying to do. So well, I think the key word is revised, and, and I trust Jessica. I think my vision generally aligns with her, and I trust her working with the contractor to... Yeah, you just would not use the motion there, because described as a staff report, it removes the bump out. Yep. So you would say something else. You'd said, you had suggested we identify a specific guideline and, and argue for an exemption to a particular guideline. You could. It mm -hmm. would be one route okay. to mm -hmm. go. Yes. So maybe we need to discuss if that's something we'd want to do. Is we make the motion for the first two bullets. Do we want to do it again and again and again? You know, for other future projects where the guidelines are disregarded. Well, the, and then Jessica, I'm, though, is, I mean, unfortunately, it's, the fact is over. The guidelines were disregarded. Well, the project could be redone. It is a fact that you guys are supposed to review a project as if it never had happened, if it has, because it doesn't matter to your review whether the work is done or not, period. We can't so, accept that. No. So I mean, according to the guidelines. We you can't. could make an exception to the guidelines. But yeah, if work is done, it, that, does not, that does not matter to your review because it was a violation of the zoning code to do it without approval. And so you review it as if it has never happened. Um, and if we hadn't deferred the first project, you would have had a whole porch reconstruction that was exactly that as well, because that was a porch re reconstruction that was done that does not follow the guidelines. Um, so the homeowner has mentioned they may just throw their hands up and put it up for sale and walk. So then what happens? We we can't. Uh, that's not our. Yeah, that's, that's not our jurisdiction. Our, it's unfortunate that the guidelines were ignored and that the building project 
proceeded without any adherence to them whatsoever. Yeah, and I would hope too you wouldn't feel guilt in that way because right. Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of sleepless nights. Uh, yeah. This has been quite the experience. Have has your um, I mean, have you worked in historic districts in the 40 years that you've been active? Ch changed windows in houses, uh, uh -huh. but that's fairly simple. But a few, adi no right. additions. Or, uh, yeah. Right, minor stuff, minor porch work and stuff, porch stairs really, or railings, but. I'd have to say we can't make an exception. We can't, we shouldn't even look. I don't more. see what exception there is to be made, unfortunately. I just don't, I can't, I can't picture it. I don't, I don't think a, a, the roof could be revised to meet any any of the standards, any of the guidelines. I think I kind of agree with that. I think in the general, this wouldn't have been approved. And then also, it's like, I don't know any reason we would have accepted it. Right now, it seems like the exception, the reason is that it already exists. Yeah. Yes. But if that's yeah. not what we're, if that's not what yeah. we're supposed to be looking at, then done, right. here we are. Mm -hmm. And I do also think we have a responsibility to uh, protect the guidelines. And this is a situation where if that's not done, then it does open up floodgates to future violations. And a historic district exists for a reason to maintain the historic integrity of the neighborhood. So piece by piece, every moment it's violated, you know, the integrity is degraded. So can we, can we recommend the motion just with the first two bullet points and Without One thing we haven't considered, though, is how visible this is from the front of the house or the street. You know, um, I understand that we don't want to be setting precedents, but, you know, we can make exceptions, and I think we need to take a closer look at what we might be accepting. I guess I would ask that you all go drive by and take a look. I, I'm just a little, I need to kind of back up and maybe take a closer look at the staff report because it just, I, I'm confused now what we're approving, not approving. Well, the, I mean, the first two bullet points we seem to not be worried about, right? Those seem to be something that is, we would approve. Straightforward, correct? yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't, yes. I mean, I don't know if we've, we haven't really discussed those too much, so I'm not sure if that's what we have, but. That is the the third bullet point is our issue, right? That's mm -hmm. not going to be. So if we did do this, it's like keep keep doing what you're doing, I guess, on those first bullet points. But if we said, I don't know what happens if we say eh, no. Do we have the, the revision from the staff report that we can pull up in a slide? It was basically just this. I I would like to see that. I mean, that's. The 1985 edition, of course, we would not have passed that. But if we were, yeah, if we if we were to have looked at this, that's what that's what we would have advised. And we've that's what Jessica. We've, we've also rejected. You know, this commission has rejected proposals that have not that have um, not had the set in. You know, additions numerous times I think in as the commission is currently intact and it changes somewhat regularly so you know it's it would it seems unfair to let it slide to other homeowners who have come to you know the staff and and listened I, I guess I just have a lot of empathy for new homeowners especially in a historic district being one myself um, 
and, and a lot of these additions were made before the Historic Preservation Commission was in place, and they're trying to adjust to this house that's theirs, and it's got historic and additions. And yeah, everybody screwed up, including the city. So I don't know. Uh, I, I just think, yes, I would love for this to look like this. But it should have looked like this 80 year, or in the 80s, but it didn't. So I, I, I am not. Jesse, I, could you review, like you said, with, when the, the guy from the city, ter was his name Terry? Terry Gert. Terry, mm -hmm. what he approved or he, he didn't realize something? It was marked in the, the inspection for the house, right? Yeah, so this is one of the drawings that would have returned, been uh, returned to the applicant. And Terry wrote these red parts here, approved with notations, and then here's the notations. Okay. I added this arrow to point this one out, okay. and then Terry added this one as well. And what was and the so number five out. was not. Where's the strange bump out on the You picture? see where the oven is? Yep. I think that's, that's the bump the out as it's show. I think that's the existing bump out. I that is. Yeah, this I may, is. So I think this drawing accurately reflects the footprint of the house as it exists now. Yes. Okay, yes. I understand that correctly. Okay. Yes. That's what I'm assuming. It so does. he got that, so but because are, he didn't realize there were exterior modifications. Right. So he wrote this. It still clearly states that they needed number approval. five. Yeah. 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 So the chimney was also torn down. It's no longer there on the house. It was actually came down right in the center of the kitchen. So we should have left Don't that. Don't tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, when I met on site, told, told the owner, I didn't realize about the chimney really, but uh, that he needed to apply even after the fact for the roof and he has not. I mean, you can see by, based on that drawing. So if you extend that wall through the range and then over to the dash line there that gets taken over out. in here um, no just right here over in here um, um, no Jessica right where see the safety glazing on that wall so extend it into the kitchen to there and now come to the outside mm -hmm. right there to where the dash line is so mm -hmm. that would be taken back outside yeah so if we say, if we say, cool uh, on the the motion, right? Um, that is basically just saying we're giving you guys go back and talk to Jessica and then figure out what that would look like based on the, what we've. No, the homeowners would sell their house. Jessica's done her work. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're correct. So yeah, I have a motion that I wrote. Right. that says it's revised, tell them to revise it like it is in the staff report. I mean, yeah, you yeah, could- Which is pushing it back pushing in. It pushing yes. it back in, okay. removing and, everything that was built there. And it's hard to gather from these photos. To me, it looks like it, it wouldn't, it's a very small bump out. Would it, I, I don't know construction, would it take much to Knock it back. It would be the fact that What's they that have it designed as their drawing. kitchen, you know, with their cabinets and stuff. So, which is all fully installed, I assume. Oh yeah. Which we don't care about interior. Yeah, that's not our. Preview. But if the but, project was stopped, <laughs> I know. It was I know. Stopped. The kitchen has already been done, though. It's the interior of the kitchen. So done. when it was stopped, it wasn't stopped early on. Thousand dollars worth of cabinets and <clears throat> two 
two to three thousand dollars worth of tile. But when you had mentioned that you stopped the project, yes, it wasn't until all that was done, and the and, only and thing there's some portions on the inside right there that we haven't finished because of it. Because so. of this, we're just sitting waiting and right. So 99% of this project was inside the house, master bath remodel, kitchen remodel, other remodels, upstairs, bathroom. So. And the homeowner had the information that this was approved, that that portion um, from Terry, was it Terry? Kurt. It was approved, but it needs historic review and they didn't do that. Well, and I, I mean, I, I was on site with the homeowner and we talked about the fact that this will be a problematic area because they won't be able to add extra space bumping out, basically. And it's a no brainer. I mean, it was extra space bumping out where well, they, they did bump a, out. They yeah. I mean, I went through this with the owner okay. before, but so I wanted to say, you know, we had the motion as I wrote it. I we did that. Mm -hmm. I think that you also do have the option still of telling them to somehow follow the guidelines. What yep. they could do is come up with how they propose to follow the guidelines. And, and if it doesn't follow all of the guidelines, then maybe why they would propose for an exception. I would suggest that they have drawings that clearly show how it will look like an actual exterior elevation. You know, if there is some effort to modify the roof line in particular, just because that's hard to um, mock up without doing a, like a 3D drawing or an architectural type drawing or something. Want to do a diorama? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be with photos. And a model things. that they can bring in. No. Uh, so I would suggest that if you had them modify that we have a drawing to illustrate you know, how it will fit in better because it can only be to their benefit to make it look fit and fit in better. Mm -hmm. um, or you could do something where you approve part of it and deny part of it or something and then they would just have to return. Since it's been built, they don't have a lot of reason to come back. Uh, so I would not suggest that you approve part of it and deny part of it. That's why it, it came to you as one project. Mm -hmm. So the third bullet, if we go with revise to follow the guidelines, that puts it back on the homeowner. Yeah, and it will just with. depend on what it is, whether or not it comes back to you. <clears throat> but it might not come back to us. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I mean. I mean, it didn't come to us in the first place. Yeah. So we've had experience, you know. Well, no, I mean, we would not write up the approval for this entire thing until it was solved. Until it was completed. Until we have that condition satisfied as well. Mm -hmm. Hypothetical question, say we tell them they have to go and move it back in. They say, I'm going to sell the house. They sell it as is. Do they have to disclose to the new sellers? Do the sellers, the new, or the new buyers have to come to us and automatically and fix what? I don't know anything about real estate law, okay. but they do have an open building permit that wouldn't be closed out, and so that would be open. So if a seller or a 
potential buyer came and asked, we could disclose that and the, the um, past work. Um, that's always tricky. It could just pass to someone who is oblivious and does nothing about it forever. I mean, I think our option then is to, to do this, to, to go with the motion and see what comes back because. But as described, uh, according to guidelines. Yeah. Revised. Yes. yes. Yeah. Revised to follow yes. the guidelines. Okay. All right. Um, I think we've gone through clarifying questions. So would somebody like to make a motion? Do we have to we have to do a motion to revise this and then approve of that motion, right? Um, I, you, I nobody's made a motion yet. Have no, we? so we have to. We would. We no, would so you just read your motion. Read the motion, uh, gotcha. and then <coughs> I can I can motion. Go for it. I've ever motioned before. <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, Lewis motions for the recommendation to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 1031 East College Street as presented in the staff report with the following conditions. Window and door product information is approved by staff. The side door is replaced with a window as described in the staff report. And the rear addition is revised as described in the guidelines. Is that right? I would say to follow the guidelines. You should amend that. I would like to amend that to say the <laughs> rear addition is revised to follow the revised guidelines. to follow the guidelines. Beck seconds. Now, do we vote or should we continue with commission discussion? If anyone needs to discuss anything about that, you can, but then you'd vote. The public can't speak anymore. All right. Um, so in saying yes to this, we're throwing it back to the homeowner to figure out how to revise within the guidelines. I just want to be clear. And that's where... And or make any argument. The contractor will... I mean, get creative work with the homeowners to figure out a solution and that's where you had said maybe see what else is in the neighborhood talk with Jessica those kinds of things and it will come back to us yeah unless it was yeah unless Jessica was happy with what was presented if there was something that followed the guidelines well yeah, I could approve that, but I would expect that there would probably be something that we would have to bring it back to you about. Mm -hmm. Well, we're informed. It should be hopefully faster next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the homeowner is not here, correct? No. Yeah, that's kind of too bad. All right. One of the homeowners had to work until 9 o'clock tonight, and so mm -hmm. I don't think he was able to be here. So. Okay. Um, is it possible that I can go through the rest of the pictures? They're not, they don't have anything to do with that bullet point. I just want to. Oh, sure. I don't want to go out of order. Is that, well, is it okay at this point? I think um, we were already out of done with It doesn't have anything comments? to do with number three, that bump out. It has everything to do with one and two. Which we're not um, concerned about. Yeah, that's. Yeah, actually, we should probably not right now. So you and okay. I can talk about that. I just that. have to leave at very soon because my daughter plays I think in the we orchestra need to vote. at City High. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's no, they fine. have a motion and on the table and they just okay. need to vote. And yep. so okay. um, you and I email them to me okay. and then we'll just okay. work that's through that. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I'm doing everything correct. Yeah, no, so. it's okay. Okay, thank you. All right, let's, uh, let's so vote. Yep, yeah, let's do a vote on the motion. All in favor. Um, all in favor. 
Aye. 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 Any opposed? Uh, nay. Mm -hmm. <coughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Um, item E, report on certificates issued by chair and staff. Okay, so some of these you've seen today, but, um, oh, Frank will be familiar with this one. Oh, yeah. um, I know that house really well. His parents used to live here. So this chimney is pretty deteriorated and it's being repaired. Interestingly, below the chimney, so this is this wall, um, on the porch wall, there's this chimney extension. We think that there was a fire at one point in time and so it was covered over and they're actually gonna remove that and then just side over it. So. Um, that is one little change, but it was not um, a historic part. So they're removing this. Um, as you were alerted, the, uh, um, the foundation failed on the side of this house. And so uh, we approved a certificate of no material effect to basically reconstruct this. The, this area of the wall, um, and it's really this entire area of the wall, had always had some deterioration. It was covered in a stucco or a parge coat, which is often done when your masonry wall is having an issue. Mm. Only in this case, it also helped to deteriorate it further. I lived here at one point in time, and I, my bedroom was here and my bathroom was here. Anyway. Um, is this the, the poison ivy coming out of the floors? Oh, and, and in this corner of this house, um, when I toured it before this amazing uh, rehab, there was poison ivy coming in through the... Well, that's how the raccoons would get in, <laughs> Jessica. Through the brick wall and then between the wall and the floor. And then it was rehabbed Scary. to look like this. But still, the rehab missed the fact that this portion of the foundation was failing. The parge coating was bowing out. And so the building inspectors, because they are the ones who help determine that there is a life safety issue that would come up on 610 Johnson when we talk about it next month, um, the building inspectors said, okay, everybody out. Nobody can come in this building, mm. fix the wall. They got our approval to, um, in fact, they got our approval before they did the work. Mm -hmm. And they demoed this portion of the wall, put a new concrete foundation under this portion. And um, we've been working on a brick match. Now that was one of the interesting issues because this wall has been parge coated for a long time and the entire structure is painted. And our guidelines would not allow painting. And so we approved them to match the adjacent brick in this area and not paint it. Mm. Now, I looked at the match today and it's sort of close, but we can't find um, a match for, there's a one darker kind of burgundy brick in there. So we're gonna go ahead and go with the match and there's a potential that we might occasionally stain a random brick a little bit darker if we need to. So it's, it will have a painted portion and an unpainted portion. It will and the reason for that is in the hopes that someday someone in the future will decide to chemically strip the paint off this house. Mm. 
Um, that would be the only way. A chemical stripper or a poultice are the only ways that it could be removed because the rest of this building is very soft historic brick. It was built in the 1860s or something like and, that. And I'm just, could you clarify why the reason for not approving paint? Um, is it a structural, is it structural reason, the integrity of the brick or? Yeah, um, you don't ever want to paint a historic masonry, whether it's concrete or stone, brick. Brick and stone especially are very soft materials. Mm -hmm. And they breathe. They take in moisture and they let it out through evaporation. And so you cover that with paint and the moisture is then trapped within that masonry. And it's trying to get out and it might uh, break the face of the brick off if when the paint comes off because sometimes the paint is stronger than the brick itself. Um, that's actually happening on our former opera house in the corner of Clinton and College Street. All the decoration is stripped so you wouldn't know it was a former opera house but it is. It's been a bank and it's been painted and if you look up on College Street you can see that the face of the bricks coming off with the paint. The house on uh, College and Dodge Street, the Gothic Revival that's painted white, it's happening there as well. Mm -hmm. oh. I'm, I'm curious, there are some instances, didn't we have a winner, a historic preservation winner in 2022 that painted the brick and they wanted to take the painting off, but? No, this, this is the house that won that. So oh. the former owner, it was painted yellow. And the former owner decided to let vines climb on the house because it would peel the paint off for them mm -hmm. when actually it was destroying the house. And so the when this big rehab happened, I mean, there was an extensive amount of work that had to happen in this building. And so they were not going to strip the paint off. And so the next best thing, since it was already painted, was just to paint it a brick color mm -hmm. so that it at least looked like its historic self. But somebody sometime could strip the paint off. I think you're it's thinking an of option. That's Great. I didn't think it was an option with that. Yeah, house. the um, you know we moved that house on College Street. There's a brick house next to the house that we moved. Um, there's and one he Gilbert, on Gilbert Street. Um, brick house. There's a that had the paint taken off of. Yeah, <clears throat> but anyway, the house on College Street. That owner, just a guy. He he stripped the the paint off of his house on his own, and he <laughs> used a chemical. I think you're thinking of the one on Bowery, though. That, so, yeah, yeah it was on Bowery and Johnson or Bowery. Yeah, and that one's painted That one's painted as almost well. very similar. And we awarded that one. This one got a state award for its okay. rehab, and then we awarded the one on Bowery. And a similar thing. Okay. Um, so uh, one minor review or staff review was uh, the approval to remove the synthetic siding. Um, and then here, of course, the front step replacement and the construction of the rear deck were both approved by staff. Um, PS1 uh, got a grant to replace the attic windows that were hardly, hardly hanging in there, and um, they were in really bad condition. The brackets look like they're falling apart. Yeah, they were cobbled together. <laughs> Um, and an intermediate review, uh, we did have this sign. We approved a sign uh, last year that is basically like this kind of sign that we would normally approve down in the sign band, 
up on the second floor level uh, because it's a second floor business. They ended up not doing that, but then we had another one come through. So um, since that's not a typical place, it's not a staff review. So we approve those as an intermediate review. Okay. All right. Okay, so uh, moving on to item F, consider consideration of minutes. I think we had a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, just updates and changes. So, so why why don't we handle it this way? Um, if you guys could all today or tomorrow email me those changes. Perfect. And um, if you don't email me the change by Tuesday morning, then I will consider that it doesn't exist. So remember. Okay. And then you guys could just make a motion to approve the minutes as amended if you feel comfortable with that. Um, uh, in advance of making this. Did we? I, or was, was it just, it just the one? The one? <clears throat> in the name. No, there was a, Thomas Agron's name is incorrect, is written incorrectly in the minutes. And okay. then there was the one where I believe I said 90%. So those I are spoken two. hyperbole and it was attributed to you. And it's just two names that need to be changed. Yeah. So yes. I don't know if that's worth describing. Okay. Yeah, I can get Thomas Agron's name. I did not review the minutes this month. It's the only time I've, in eight years, that I've never re reviewed them before I published them. So, so page seven. Uh -huh. of the minutes there's only one paragraph that starts with my name Thoman mm -hmm. it talks about 90 percent uh chance of a property coming down if it's not landmarked mm -hmm. that's actually Jordan's quote okay I, so Seligrin needs to be put on there in place of Thoman is that okay. right I think so I mean I'll take it I I know I didn't I don't talk percentages that was I'll, <laughs> I'll throw a stat out anytime I don't yeah. okay Okay, and so, and then I'll get Thomas Agron's name. Anybody else? Was that it? No. I'll double check it, but I don't think so. We'll get them to you by Tuesday, if anything. Yeah, I, I won't send them to the clerk then until Tuesday. Okay. So if you find something else, that's fine. But Great. so you'd need to make a motion as amended. All not, right. Not you. Wagner moves to uh, approve the minutes from October 12th, 2023. As amended. As amended. Okay. Vienna wave a second. All in favor? Aye. 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 All right. Uh, commission information? Oh, I did have just a couple things. Um, oh, update on 302 East Bloomington Street. So um, we did uh, draft a letter to the owner um, in Jordan's name and sent it to him by mail. There's no hyperbole in that letter. It is facts. <laughs> it's, it's based on letters we've sent to other landmark property owners or potential landmark property owners. Um, we sent it to him the end of last week. We also sent a copy to his realtor who had been in touch with us. Um, and we have not heard back yet, but it requests um, pretty much any time or place to meet with them. And we do want to meet with them in advance. And um, we really do hope that um, since we know he really um, appreciates and cherishes his property, that he'll understand why we want to as well. Mm -hmm. um, at some point after we've met uh, with him, we will... Um, submit the uh, application for rezoning on the commission's behalf and and then proceed with the process there. So that's kind of where we are there. Thank you. Um, I noticed that the March meeting is during the university's spring break week. Mm. 
I personally want to change the meeting date. I'm <laughs> kind of hoping that you guys do as well. Um, I don't know right now what space will be available and when exactly, but I would shoot for the week after if that works. Um, just because February is short, I don't want to work for the week before. It wouldn't work for me to get things ready for you in time. So um, if that is okay, think about the fact that I'm gonna be trying to reschedule um, and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays are probably the optimal times. Um, if you wanna go ahead and tell me dates that you definitely are not available, you can email me, but next week I'll try to work on rescheduling that and getting us a, a place. It might not be able to be here. Okay. Meet at the greenhouse. <laughs> it has to be on city property. <laughs> we'll just rezone the greenhouse. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't technically have to be, March, but yeah. we, we need to record it. <laughs> so, um, all right. That's all I had. Do I have a motion to adjourn? Bowman moves to adjourn. Wagner, second. All in favor? Aye. 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 All right. Thanks, everybody.